Hello, boys and ghouls and other identifying pustules. You're listening to Common Ride with me. It's a scare of a good time on our Halloween specials. I'm Kip. And I'm Brett. Hello, Brett. Happy Halloween. Hello. I am very frightened. Um, it is dark, and the moon is very full, and there's lots of spooky clouds covering it. Yes! It's supposed to hit the sky like a pizza pie amore, but it's much scarier than that this time of year. Spooky season. Not not uh, not Valentine's Day yet. Ah, I love romance, but I became a skeleton before I could find it in my own life. I'm so sorry, but you know what? Um, at least you'll never be hard-hearted. That was bad. Ah, 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 ah! <laughs> Uh, uh. I died of a hard heart (laughs) I took some Viagra and it went the wrong way Oof Well at least I hope you're not feeling too blue about it Well I'm a skeleton now And I've definitely got a boner (laughs) Uh, That wasn't the Crypt Keeper in the slightest Huh I've actually never seen the Crypt Keeper. I have seen several impressions, and that is it. <laughs> oh, uh, that's definitely coming up on our uh, recommendations for the month, but uh, that is available wherever you find uh, Common Rider stuff, <laughs> if you want, Brett. Ah, very exciting. Yeah, I will I will uh, purchase it on a legal streaming service and watch it with a license. It's currently not available that way, but I'm sure you'll find a way. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure I can figure it out. God damn it, HBO. Come on. <laughs> it's right there. I know. Yeah, there's lots of stuff that just kind of feels like our uh, streaming future isn't any better and perhaps worse for people and creators and content and finding things. Well, there is like the advantage, at least, where you can uh, Google where to watch blah, 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 and you can find out that way. Um I feel like it should be easier, but at least that is an option. Um, I don't know. I I I am a little disappointed by it too, especially because um, like some of the stuff I used to really enjoy watching is gone, mm. and uh, it's hard to find. Like uh, I'm trying to learn Portuguese, and I'm trying to watch some Brazilian telenovelas, and they are so hard to find. Oh yeah, that kind of stuff runs so much that it must just not be kept very well, huh? Um, I guess so. You can find uh, low fidelity low fidelity versions of pretty much any telenovela on YouTube, uh, but not always the full episodes, and definitely not with subtitles. I've definitely noticed that in wrestling. I think where like there's a lot of stuff where like it's like, oh, was this owned by the company or the TV station, and like this kind of stuff, and it's like not preserved at all. Yeah, it really is too bad, especially because um, some of the telenovelas are really, really, really funny. And I would love to be able to show them to people with the English subtitles, and it's just so difficult. Because I'm sure, like, watching telenovelas, like, you definitely, like, have some moments where, like, people start gushing about the show, and they're like, oh, it's so different. I can't believe it. And it's like, this is just a telenovela, guys. This is just the thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, it is kind of funny when it pops up, which is actually a lot, because I live somewhere where there's like a very large Mexican population and so someone will be like oh my mom watches this tv show and it's so silly and it's like about a clone and like a prince and uh twins and I was like wait is it El Clone and they were like how the fuck did you know it was El Clone (laughs) El Clone El Clone yeah that's great actually 
<laughs> it's really it's it's really a bizarre show and worth watching. Although I think the best ridiculous telenovela I have ever seen is La Rosa de Guadalupe. Oh, what's that about? It is a morality play anthology series, uh, usually about children in a private school in Mexico City. The first episode I ever saw is a morality play about why colorism is bad, only uh, the moral of the story is like, don't be colorist or else dark-skinned people might shoot you, which is like... <laughs> I think maybe not how they intended to present that, but it is how it turned out in the episode. Man, I uh, have my script for like an Outer Limits episode called Karma Has a Gun that I'm just like tearing up right now. <laughs> no, it, it is uh, very silly. And there's miracles in every episode. With shows like that, they kind of like have not a captive audience, but like they don't care about their accolades in a way where they're just like, Let's just do something sometimes too, or just like, oh, and here's like the moment um like where this baby just flies into traffic and we don't explain how. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like, look at this like twelve year old, now she's in a nightclub doing hard drugs and now she's dying. And it's just like I don't like <laughs> it's <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just like, yeah, like I, I know that there are of course there are real dangers to like a lifestyle where you do hard drugs, but it's um I don't know, it just doesn't present them in a really realistic way. Like who's got money to put fentanyl in trick or treat candy? Like that's a generous donor right there. Yeah, exactly. That is the kind of shit. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like I'm sorry, no one's doing that. Like, um, I don't know. If your child is taking if your child takes a dangerous amount of drugs, you're gonna have to accept that it is probably something that they did willingly. Yeah. And probably not for free. Yeah, they probably paid money to do it. Um, I mean, you know, it's like the there is absolutely an issue with safe supply. You know, if you're young you might take uh like un you might be more likely to take uninformed risks. No one should ever be dying of an overdose or because their supply is tainted. Um, but yeah, there's like this there's a lot of like email forwards going around about like you know, fake candy that's actually fentanyl, and I just can't imagine that that's ever happened. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, um, that book that came out in, like, the 70s that was about that, like, it was, like, Go Ask Alice or something that was about this, like, girl who lost Christ and became, like, a sex slave because she, like, drank a beer or something. Is that what that book is about? I remember hearing some stuff about how it, like, got swiftly, like, completely debunked as, like, not a real person. Yeah, the therapist wrote it. Yeah, because she's like, oh, how would I help these kids? It's ridiculous. I wasn't I wasn't allowed to read that book as a kid, but um, so I never actually knew what it was about. But I did read that the therapist who pretended like it was her patient writing under uh, anon anonymity, uh, like she is for sure definitely the one who wrote it. She wrote like two or three more too. Like there was one about like this like kid and like he was like, oh yeah, like I like had all these problems. I was homeless and I join gangs and i like lost all my bones and i, I don't know <laughs> i misplaced them they were gone <laughs> i traded them for drugs that were free i, I was such bad choices <laughs> oh man yeah i mean we all have morality plays in each culture um although i think telenovelas are a particularly funny way to present them mm, yeah but a uh Great morality play, though, is uh, the spooky season of Halloween where we just kind of 
forget a little bit about uh a lot of people who just are hanging out having sex or drinking like do get killed for halloween though it's just like a big uh, morality season i think yeah you know what um like this is a spoiler alert but i guess you know spoiler alert for the whole episode anyway I was surprised this is the one horror movie, well, not the one horror movie, this is one of the very few horror movies I've ever seen where it actually did not seem like a morality play. Like, the young people who were having sex with each other and were attractive did not get murdered for having sex with each other and being attractive. I would even say that um, there is uh, a uh, non-standard sexual configuration at the end of this uh, movie. It was definitely implied. I agree. Yeah. Um, it's weird too, because like this movie definitely uh goes hard in some ways that I would say I did not need to hear that. I, I do not enjoy you saying that, but also in some ways it's very modern. I don't know. Oh, are you talking about the uh, the impression of an Indian chief? And then the the various things they could find at the like, carnival. It's not coming to mind. He starts saying stuff like, oh, like, meet, like, half-man, half-woman, prefer a double date. Oh, yeah, the carnival freak stuff. <laughs> meet Belinda. Yeah, the Belinda thing was like, wow, that's really tasteless. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there are, like, so many things, but, like, for me, it's just like, oh, like, <laughs> somebody with an eating disorder being, like, a carnival barker thing and, like, a joke, that's a wild change in like 30 40 years i don't know yeah that seemed like very i mean like the the hacky indian uh chief impression is like what you would expect for a movie made in this time period but the um the bulimia the like making fun of bulimia just seemed like really weird and mean-spirited <laughs> this is also the time of like a lot of like 80s and 90s like high school movies that feel like a lot of those have like the punchline of like yeah well you have bulimia to like make somebody run away crying yeah, I mean, if I had bulimia and someone yelled in a public place at me about how I have bulimia, I would be upset. Yeah, no. I don't really think that's a huge W. I think anyone would be upset in that situation. Well, in these movies, like, taking the bully down. I, yeah, I just, like, it just doesn't feel good to me. It's like, if the bully has a severe eating disorder, then, like, maybe she needs therapy. Haha, ha, you go to therapy. <laughs> or, haha, ha, you don't, but you need it, loser. <laughs> Haha, ha, you lose it. You talk to your dad about your feelings. He took time off work to spend time with you. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Haha, ha, you have a super deadly mental illness. <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, that was interesting. Um, the Indian chief impression I like thought was um, what I thought was funny about it. Not the impression itself, but um, my my boyfriend is is Indian, as in you know his he's a parrot from India, and. He was at Home Depot, and some guy asked him what his ethnicity was, so he told him, uh, like, older white boomer. And the guy was like, and how, chief? <laughs> like, made a reference to Firewater, where, um, which seemed really, like, socially weird to me. But after watching this movie, I'm like, I guess that was just a thing if you grew up then. Not even then. They're just the people who just, like, don't have etiquette, I guess, is the best way to put it. about like, modern issues. Like, I saw this person who was maybe 40 probably closer to like 30 like and they um were talking to these like two other people that were like programmers and this one person said oh yeah like i'm from the like silicon valley and this like one person said oh yeah i'm from like the like 
Indian like area that is related to and called like the like local Silicon Valley. And this dude just says, Oh, so the Curry Valley? I just <laughs> a bunch of people just looked at him. I was like, that's not even a type of element, dude. <laughs> Doesn't even make sense. But yeah, it's not even like a good pun or something. Yeah. Yeah, just like do better. I don't know. Just like if you're gonna be racist, at least be funny, damn. I'm just kidding. You yeah. shouldn't be racist, even if it's funny. <laughs> but uh <laughs> speaking of trying to be funny and not racist though, um I wanted to ask you, um, what are your favorite Halloween costumes that like you ever had? Like what's like your best costume you ever had? And what's the worst costume you ever wore for Halloween? Okay, the best ones I ever had. I actually have not been able to wear because I bought it for Halloween 2020. Or sorry, Halloween 2021. I bought it right after Halloween 2020, being like, great, like everything's on sale, so I'm going to buy my Halloween costume for next year. Uh, anyway, it, it was a tater tot costume. Oh, like, okay. So, like, you looked like Marvel's The Thing or something? Like, just like rubble and orange? No, no, it's a sexy tater tot costume. Okay. Like, how was it a tater tot? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was printed, like, all the way around with, like, tater tot texture. Okay. And it had tater tot written on the front. Um, I just, like, I, you know, I, I, I love, like, my favorite thing about Halloween is just, like, how stupid some of the costumes are. I love it. Like, it's very silly. And, um, I have gone as just kind of like the stupidest thing that's on clearance for a couple of years. I just thought that was the best one. No, like I thought you were like uh looking like this uh <laughs> for Halloween. Oh. Oh, like orange rock textured skin. Yeah, that's what I thought you meant for a minute, which makes no sense. No, it do actually does cuz when you scroll down and you look at the comic book photo, it actually does look like a tater tot in a speedo with a face. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Yeah, you're totally right. Your version sounds a lot more wearable, I think, though. Yeah, yeah. No, I just, um, I don't know. I just try to go as, like, silly. uh, so, Like, you know, it's, like, fun to do slutty Halloween, so I just try to find the silliest thing. Uh, What about you? Oh, my best Halloween costume. Um, I um don't have pictures anywhere, I don't think, but I um did, like this like table costume <laughs> uh so what that means is that i um if i got on my hands and knees i looked like a table oh cool so i would like stand up and like jump scare people oh that's great and like there was like a new person coming into this party so i like got down and people like played beer pong on me for a minute and then i jumped up <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Is there like a worst Halloween costume for you though, Brett? Um, well one year I went as Ebony Darkness Dementia Raven Way from um That's uh, great My Immortal. <laughs> I thought it was great, but no one else got it. <laughs> That's at least like a good story, I think though. Yeah, I think I think where I really I where I really fucked up is that I didn't get uh colored contacts to make my eyes look like limpid blue pools full of tears. Maybe that would have done it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I um not a bad costume really, but like a like broke college student costume. I um when like Luke Cage was coming out, I just bought a hoodie and like stabbed it a bunch of times and like put some burn marks on it. I mean, it's it's not like a terrible costume. It's a costume. 
or I think I was like a strong man as a kid. I would just be in like a like leopard print like onesie just hanging out. <laughs> Trying to get candy. <laughs> That's a bad costume. Oh man. <laughs> when I was like three, like apparently like my big bathing suit for that summer was just like a leopard speedo. So I don't know what's up with that because not my color, <laughs> I'm gonna say. Leopard print was just kind of big that year. Yeah, probably. <laughs> just it's right there. Yeah, because all the photos of me when I was three, I'm wearing like leopard print stuff. <laughs> what what day? Like what's the day? Like I'll like cut this all out, but like what your birthday? Oh f- mine's that's- No, no way. Yeah, I was like, huh, like we have like almost the same birthday, but I guess we do. That's crazy. Okay, that's nuts. Is that why you're also such a big fan of spooky season? Yeah, I um like doing fun stuff and like growing up was like cool to have like that extra like theming for my birthday, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always did that too. Yeah, it's just like a good way to get your way on some Halloween stuff too. Like, let's watch these movies. It's my birthday. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's my birthday month, so <laughs> Yeah. No, I love I love uh I love spooky season. Um, cause like, uh, we have, I have a couple family birthdays in October too. So we just sort of celebrate for the entire month and we just do Halloween related things the entire time. It's great. Yeah. And then what's cool too is since I live in the greater LA area, um, we also, there's also some large Day of the Dead celebration. So, um, so supernatural season, uh, is, goes all the way from like the beginning of October to, slightly after the end that's awesome like i am not a big fan of how soon it's becoming like christmas though because like this year it feels like they're already selling christmas stuff yeah i don't get it spooky season is like in my opinion the best time of the year and you can legitimately celebrate it you know for a really long time so why is everyone trying to skip that and go to christmas you could make halloween decorations work a lot longer too like you could keep like your skeletons up all year like six months or whatever you need to do I mean, you can keep your Christmas lights up all year, too. I used to. <laughs> Do people, like, get the new lights that, that like, can change colors? You'd be like, oh, here's our, like, Black History Month lights now. Like, we changed what the colors were. Yes, absolutely. People do do that. Okay. That's the smart way to do it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and they are getting cheaper and cheaper. Yeah, and um, I think that... um. You should not just have like weird lawn stuff one time of year, and I and also, um, fuck HOAs, <laughs> they suck. I think more people should just like do what they want with their uh life. Yeah, I mean, I I did live for a little bit in a neighborhood where uh, they definitely could have benefited from a governing body that would be like, no, you can't have eight dogs and let them roam freely all over the neighborhood, especially since they have no shots and they're very aggressive. However. Even, like, having experienced that, I still would not move somewhere with an HOA. No. You need to feel at least like you can, like, do something. Like, most of the things you want to do, you probably are fine. But you, like, need to know if you want to, like, change things up. You can't. Like, I want this purple house. I don't care, like, what you say. Like, I bought this. It's purple. Yeah. It gets a little ridiculous. Plus, like, people always say, like, oh, you need an HOA so people don't park their cars on their lawn. And it's like, who gives a a shit? Like, who cares? (laughs) like your property values are going to be fine like this is like i guess um i live in california so it's just like it's california like your property values are literally never going to go down (laughs) yeah no but also uh hopefully they do 
it's a massive restructuring, but I'm not going to hold my breath. Yeah, no fucking chance. I'll never be able to afford to buy a house in my state. Well, maybe one day you'll just uh, paint a nice old man who owns a castle, and you'll be like, oh man, I'm the castle freak now. <laughs> got the castle. I will be a spooky old hag in a castle, and um, I'll... Uh... Whenever anyone's car breaks down on my road, I'll come down and I'll be like, Hello, children, come in for a cup of tea. <laughs> when you said hello, children, like I thought you were like chef from South Park, just like, Hello, children. Oh. <laughs> Enjoy some of my chocolate salty balls. I we call your mechanic. <laughs> but I have two more. Halloween questions that we should uh, hit. Mm-hmm. We can not put this movie though, and that is, um, what's your uh, favorite and least favorite Halloween candy? Mm, um, favorite is definitely Snickers. Okay. Least favorite is, ooh, I could think. Oh, least favorite is Three Musketeers. It's like a shitty version of Snickers. Just have a Snickers. Okay. Oh, hmm. I feel like. Snickers is too much like a normal candy, though, you know? It's not like... I'll get Snickers when it's not Halloween, you know? Okay. Uh, So maybe it's like something like the big... um, <laughs> The big tube of um, like pixie dust. Because mm. that you only get at Halloween. That's true. Yeah, that's a good one for that. And the worst one has to be circus peanuts. What the, what the hell? Wow, I've never gotten circus peanuts in my Halloween bag. Not in my whole life. Oh, uh, there was a house that like gave individually wrapped circus peanuts, so not even like a lot. Jesus Christ! Ooh, you know what I thought was amazing as a kid, trick or treating. Mm-hmm. There was this one house where they would hand out little bottles of water, and they had a big cauldron full of um, like both non-alcoholic and alcoholic apple cider. Okay. Because when you're eating all that candy, you get thirsty. I love apple cider so much. Um, the most underrated but also like the quality between like good apple cider and like normal apple cider is vast but also it's like pizza like you can't really have bad apple cider it's still apple cider yeah yeah i've definitely never had bad apple cider um like it's all at least like pretty tasty yeah have you like been to like a farm and gotten like a donut and like some fresh apple cider no that sounds great i've always kind of wanted to want it too there was a place uh, near me when I was in college that would like you put down a deposit when you picked it up. But you could like get like a mini cask of apple cider, and they'd make new ones every season. That sounds great. Where I live, um, a lot of people will go up to Julian, California, in the fall. They'll like make a little road trip out and um, buy just like uh, like absurd amounts of apple of like delicious apple related goods, like apple pies, apple cider. Um, various things it's pretty nice oh and i think they have uh deciduous trees there too oh okay a lot of leaf peepers uh near me growing up so i know that oh that's nice it's also like the kind of thing where like you can forget for like a couple years and then like then you can like see some foliage and be like oh well this is so nice it's like such a good vibe but glad i'm back with foliage again it's like it's I think cool seeing tourists visit where you live too because you're just like you'll like hear them being like oh my god that's amazing and you're like oh I guess it is <laughs> like ah oh, good point. The only problem though is like when it's like man people love this restaurant that sucks. 
Mm. <laughs> Come on, guys. It's a bad restaurant. Please. It's just Sbarro. Come on, guys. Yeah, like, ex- exactly. We have the worst Italian food where I live. Um, and, like, people come, and they'll line up for, like, an hour to go to, like, especially this one particular Italian place. And I just, like, don't, I I don't get it. Like, there are incredible Mexican food places all around. Like, Italian food is the worst thing you could get here, I think. I am half joking, but I always say, if there's not, like, a picture of, like, a fat boy with Bill Clinton, it, like, in, like, building, it's not, like, real Italian cuisine. Like, it's not, like, a weird, like, pictures of somebody up with some random celebrities. If if someone's not having a loud family argument uh, in the dining area, I don't want to eat there. Yeah, it's like um that trope of, like, the artist that, like, is, like, struggling and, like, starts this massive, like, relationship-ending fight with his girlfriend and then, like, completes his work and then, like, as he's, like completed the work like he meets like a new girlfriend that's like italian food to me that's just like there has to be that big fight (laughs) not really no but yeah well it it is a good sign if there's like a poster that's like really old just for like cheese like that's good pizza there you know it's like an old cheese poster yeah or like a really like weird faded mural Mm. (laughs) sometimes i guess that's not as reliable a predictor I do find like a lot of the best restaurants as far as like smaller restaurants have like some like religious stuff hanging out that has nothing to do with what's going on. It's like, oh, it's like the Virgin Mary's over here. <laughs> what a vibe. Uh, did you play the game um, Immortality or no? No. In fact, I've never heard of it. It's a game that's presented as an archival tool to look through the unreleased films of um, this actress who disappeared. And there's three films and like you can click within scenes of the film like on say like an apple or like a cigarette and it will take you to other clips that might be from the same or different movies that like relate like either through that direct image or through like tone and mood. So it's like, oh, like here's this unreleased like horny um, Christianity monk movie from the 60s. Like here's this like bad 70s thriller and here's this like 90s movie and it's great. I am going to open up uh, another tab <laughs> and look at that at some point. I have like 200 tabs open right now. Yikes. Couldn't be me. <laughs> no? <laughs> no, could not be me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, look at Mr. Has a reasonable amount of tabs over here. <laughs> uh, ask me how many unread emails I have. Oh, uh <laughs> I, I don't want to. <laughs> the answer is two, and now it is zero. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh my god! Wow, congratulations. I realized in college, like I just had a lot of anxiety about like never checking my email, so I just like I was like, all right, time to get rid of everything, mm. you know. But no. Uh, one last spooky question, because uh, what are uh your favorite Halloween movies, Brett? Mm, I mean, there's the classic, which is Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, let's see, other than that, um, there's a few horror movies I really, really love. Um, Stepford Wives, both versions, to to clarify. The version with Christopher Walken is also great. Um, what else do I like that's very spooky? Um, I always call that version the Vigo Morganson version, and he's not actually in the movie, there's just a joke about it with the movie. 
Oh, I don't even remember that. Her gay friend really likes Vigo Morganson, but then they like find his like fan stuff in like the trash. That's how they know he's been like stepfooded. Oh, that's so funny. Okay, I guess I I didn't remember that because I actually have no idea who Vigo Mortensen is. Lord of the Rings, Aragorn. Oh no, I'm gonna have to admit that I've never seen Lord of the Rings. Ah, uh, it's a. I guess you have no reason to if you don't have like you. You're seeing different cultures, so I guess it's like there's not that like random nine hours to be like, oh, and now I'll catch up on fifties fantasy. Well, every I will say, uh, every guy I've ever dated is always like, oh my god, you haven't seen it? Like, that's it. I'm going to make you watch it. But uh, I still just have never seen it. It's just like too big a time period. It's like the same reason no one does acid anymore, I think, or at least no one I know really does acid that much, because it's just like, you got to schedule 12 hours out of your weekend, man. So Lord of the Rings is like your version of like breaking up with somebody because you're moving five miles away? <laughs> Well, I've never I've never dumped anyone for trying to make me watch it. It just has never actually like gotten to the point of actually doing it because when it comes down to it, you've never gotten serious enough. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> <laughs> I've never gotten serious enough about Lord of the Rings. Uh it's just it's just so much time. It's a big commitment. It's so much like contextual stuff. There's like certain movies where like I like say, "Oh, you should watch this cuz like it'll like enrich how much you enjoy other things but also that's like kind of a bullshit reason to watch something unless you actually care so it's you know it's a hard thread to needle there i mean i would like to watch it um i i did watch uh, a lot of stuff when i got covid so i guess i could have watched that but i didn't um i did see all of game of thrones though so finally did that unfortunately yeah <laughs> Did you enjoy it? And if so, to what point? Was there a point where you stopped enjoying it? Um, yeah, you know, I actually enjoyed it all the way through season seven, even though, like, you know, I will acknowledge season oh. seven was not as good, but I still thought it was plenty good. Um, obviously, season eight is terrible. It's so bad that it actually retroactively ruins the rest of the series. I felt that about season five. Really? Honestly. Yeah, and, like, partially season four, but, like, I, like, uh, recently watched the first episode of like season eight for the first time which is which was very hard for me because i just like dropped off really hard in season seven that's a good place to drop off you don't need to watch season eight not necessary that first episode they're all just talking in like t-shirt quotes and it's like this isn't how people talk this is like you were real people at, at a certain point yeah it's really bad i probably would have judged the show at season three as a book fan, but season five as a show watcher, I was like, this would be where I was like getting off either way because there's just some weird stuff going on. Like Sophie Turner, the like actress that plays Sansa, was like, oh yeah, and for years they were like, oh just wait till you're 18, and then season five, I'm 18, and I have this uh sexual violence plot line. <laughs> mm. I mean, it is Game of Thrones. I guess every female character. Not every female character. Almost every female character, unfortunately, had to have that, apparently. Yeah, no, Martin has his problems, but he's... Those books are a lot uh, better. Not that they don't have a lot of that, though, but it's at least the grace not to like focus on it. It's just like, oh, this is a fact of the world sometimes, but yeah, I get you there. Yeah, there's a big difference be between like uh, putting it in a throwaway line or like something someone else says versus like having it in your face on screen. 
yeah i don't want to consign you to like reading all these books and like waiting for the six books like with everyone but it's like honestly like pretty impactful at the end of the fifth book when you're like oh you find out like you're watching characters find out that it's officially winter and there's like a real ominous tint to everything going on but they're also very long-winded books like i love it but it's definitely like they cut like so many characters out and then like randomly have them in a little bit in ways that are unrecognizable that were like wow what's going on here i don't know yeah i mean i might like listen to the audiobooks at a certain point i i did try reading the books but gave up in book two when Tyrion was just being really sad for like way too many chapters <laughs> oh uh, <laughs> well that's a persistent thread man book two got you yeah but it's just like he was just sort of like being sad and not doing anything and it's like if i wanted to read a depressed person's inner monologue um i i wouldn't because i don't want to like that's just you know i read books for fun (laughs) yeah no the big thing for me with the show was like there's a character in the books who like goes to like a different city and is like meeting people and there's some people that are rude there's some people that are nice and it's like oh it's a city and i'm a young like person but it's all right it's like a magical time and like in the show some guys just like make jerk off motions to her and are like ah (laughs) oh boy yeah i mean it's it's just funny because it's like not even really how like misogyny works for the most part It's more like, hey, like, uh, don't go outside tonight. Like, don't don't go outside once it's dark, even if you have to pee, because you might get like raped and murdered. Like, that's what it's like to be like a woman in a place that is hostile to women more. Yeah, I'm gonna have to make some edits because we're just vibing, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to it. <laughs> All right, uh, let's talk about this movie though. Mm-hmm. This movie, yes, not Game of Thrones anymore. This movie. <laughs> Or like misogyny, really. And the thing about Killer Cosmos Space is that it doesn't really address the patriarchy very well in medieval society. <laughs> That's a real weakness of Killer Clowns of outers from outer space. I agree. <laughs> uh, I'd really like to see a good treatment about um, you know a woman's role in society and how that's evolved over time. And this movie just doesn't provide that. Well. <laughs> How about we talk? How about we sh- shit post into like seeing what it does? I think the way that uh, the clown's breasts expand at the end is a real commentary on body image, as told by Young. We see it ourselves, the clown, and, and throughout the clown becomes us. Oh man! You know, I recently saw a clown exhibit in an art museum. I feel like you you could have given it to her. Man, clowns are like such a. If I was a clown, I'd give up. Which sounds way more depressing than I meant it to, but I just like that's like an uphill battle. You gotta pick your battles. Like unless you're like really like an even jealous for like clowns. Like it's like it's like being a teacher in America. You're not respected, you're not compensated well. <laughs> Make sure you wanna do it. Yeah. Oh, actually, this is something I think I should mention um, before we really get into uh, before we really head on down to Clown Town. I should say um, I did used to date a clown. Oh, you were down to clown. I was down to clown for a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm just repeating all of your traumas from like people that you date. Like, 
Have you ever seen Lord of the Rings? Oh, you're down to clown? Damn. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, he was also one of the people who told me I needed to watch Lord of the Rings. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> Was he in the clown makeup? Uh, no, actually, I never saw him wearing the clown makeup, which is good because uh, I probably just... I, I, I don't have a thing for clowns, so uh, I wouldn't have liked that. <laughs> But I will say, uh, when I was sleeping over at his house and I overslept and had to go to work, it was very convenient that he had makeup. <laughs> I thought you were saying it was very convenient he had a, he had a unicycle. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for future reference, Brett, what you could say is actually, because he didn't stay with me, he never took the makeup off. <laughs> mm. <Deep. laughs> I don't want to date a clown. I would love to have dated the clown, if that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, because then it's something you can <laughs> say, and people are like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like getting shot or like that kind of thing. You're like, oh, man, this happened to me. I don't want it to happen to me, but it's a cool story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I am grateful that most of the bad things that have happened in my life are at least very funny stories. Yeah, no. Um, okay, this is definitely getting cut for the podcast, but um, ooh, interesting. Yeah. Um. So, just that kind of thing. Where I was just like, "Huh, this is a good trauma," or "That's fun." I like this. <laughs> You're like, this will be a good story later. Ah, like you're just like. Playing like a character, you're like, oh, this is character, character growth experience. <laughs> wow, this is such a good backstory. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, yeah. But no, um, Killer Cops of Outer Space uh, is a movie that uh, <laughs> we watched. And that was because uh, just it's got some interesting use of practical effects and some suits and some makeup, but also it's just a fun horror movie to watch yeah um definitely it is i i was actually thinking this is like the most this is actually the most fun movie the most fun movie i have seen recently yeah um it's it's weird in the way that movies don't get to be nowadays like there's lots of scenes just like random guys just hanging out and and then like getting killed it's like what are you doing my dude yeah no, I, I really enjoyed it. I think like it is uh, sort of like funny and lighthearted and a little bit spooky all the way throughout. Um, I think it does a great job building tension. Um, and I love how there's so many scenes where the actors are clearly ad-libbing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of that. And I think um, I was watching this, though with my partner but uh she was like what is this this is a terrible movie and then there's a scene at the end where um mike is just going like it's another door it's another door it's another door <laughs> another door and she was just like cracking up I was like, yeah now you yeah, get it great. <laughs> uh i think my favorite uh was um oh actually that might be skipping ahead a little bit um you know what that's it's okay. Not that yeah, far. go for it. So it is when the killer clown's uh, UFO lands and the old man goes to investigate and he's like, oh, Hallie's Comet landed. They're going to have hot dogs and they're going to have helicopters and airplanes and tacos. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> that old man was just every like eight year old kid right there. He's like, this is gonna be great. Helicopters, tacos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was definitely like a like a child's stream of consciousness talking. I thought it was uh very funny. I also like how he's just sort of bubbles around the tent, like, where is that dog? Dog, where could it be? Also, I am looking for the ticket booth. <laughs> you can tell they didn't give him a lot of direction, and it really works very well. I like it. It's super funny. It's just like, it's kind of like rambling in a good way. It's just like, okay, and now be scared for your dog. Poo. <laughs> yeah, he's like, what do I say? And they're like, just just say like stuff, okay? Like, we'll, we'll, we'll decide later. Um, there's a lot of stuff like that. I also like when the... Um, Terenzi brothers um, show up in their rented ice cream truck to the makeout spot and they brought some girls that they were hoping to uh, make out with and then the girls are like one of the girls is like you said we could have all the ice cream we wanted but you didn't say anything about parking (laughs) not parking (laughs) Uh, no uh, just this is a very funny movie just in the way that like <laughs> they had some gags and then they're like let's make a movie around it I think is how they did it that's a great way to make movies yeah I mean they also like really did have really really well done practical effects like you can tell that um, they were being I don't know it's like they were being really creative with it it seems like um, they kind of like shot the movie and like wrote the movie with the limitations with their budget limitations in mind um i thought it was great this is actually like i think uh an excellent example of the good bad movie genre so this movie um like comes from uh the uh chiodo brothers who are like in their 70s and like 60s now but they are like big practical effects like three brothers um and they've done a lot of stuff like Wee's big adventure team america south park and like like critters and like uhf so this like movie was like a big showing for them but they uh just are known for claymation for practical effects and you can see it here you're just like man (laughs) this movie was made by the same principle as john wick i think we're like let's let professionals do it and let's write the script around it (laughs) you know i actually haven't seen john wick but now i feel like i should go watch that that's a pretty easy movie to watch honestly it's like pretty short it's pretty fun but also the sequels kind of make it more lore heavy so if you like really like it watch them but you can just watch that version and be like oh man that man was real cool it's a lot of seeds <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will definitely check it out yeah no it was good i loved um how they used um like prosthetics to make the killer clowns look like they're wearing rubber masks and then uh when they do move in the close-ups in like a human way it's very very spooky spooky as fuck uh, it never stops being spooky throughout the entire movie. I love that their ears moved in ways that weren't normal, but like that, like really made it seem like they were like moving creatures. Yeah, there was one a uh, Tokusatsu uh, connection in that uh, the Chiodo brothers also made Furbus from a uh, Masked Rider, who was the '90s sidekick of the one show they adapted to America, uh, and he's a horrifying. <laughs> uh, he he is a horrifying. Uh, something oh he looks he looks kind of cute he looks like a furby with a duck bill 
He was uh, played by Vern Troyer. <laughs> oh, okay. Interesting. And he just like loved cookies that you talk about. Mm, cookies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, let's uh, run through this movie though real quick. Yeah, so um, this movie starts with one of my favorite things that I always forget the older movies have, which is an incredible song. Yes. Oh my god, the theme song that has the title in it. Yes. The only movies that like do this that I can think of like more recently are the Christian ones. And it's a real missed opportunity. I wish more movies were doing that. Wait, what? Oh, like God's Not Dead. Oh, re- okay. Yeah, they also have a theme song. A lot of those movies do. Um, but uh, so does Killer Clowns from Outer Space, and it's great. I'm going to read some of these lyrics. and um, It's a P.T. Barnum said it so long ago. There's one born every minute, don't you know? Killer Clowns. They some make us laugh, some make us cry. These clowns only gonna make you die. <laughs> <laughs> then my favorite um whole stanza is, the ringmaster shouts, "Let the show begin!" Set in the clowns, then let them do you in killer clowns. See a rubber nose on a painted face, bringing genocide to the human race. Wow, that's that doesn't sound very fun. So yeah, um. This song's like playing as we see the town. It's like, oh, it's small town America. And like, it's a college town. So there's somebody buying beer. And then there's like the local cop Mooney being like, ah, I'm going to uh, assault people. <laughs> yeah, he's absolutely seething that um, people might walk around and also drink a beer at the same time, which is actually something you can legally do in almost every country in the world. Uh, but he's really mad about it. Well, yeah, because they're not respecting it, you see. <laughs> How dare people live in this town uh, if they weren't born there? How dare you go to college? Yeah, you should never go off campus. Never, ever. Just stay on campus. How dare you have a good relationship with your father? <laughs> yeah, I I did think it was really funny how he just like beats a bunch of kids up for going off campus when they are college students. Yeah, because there's like a like um scene later where like we're introduced to the young handsome cop Dave, and he's like, "You can't just beat up these people." He's like, "Well, they weren't." home <laughs> so i can like he's a vampire yeah, <laughs> yeah they're they're just like well we live here too we can go off campus sometimes and he's like no the fuck you can't and then just like starts punching them and they're like these two punk kind of goth boyfriends like there's this one dude that has like a thinning hairline and like cloud hair and he's just like i'm like so, he's like so pale i was like this is hilarious <laughs> who are these guys yeah oh and then when dave stands up for uh, the two goth college students, um, Officer Mooney like calls him a pedophile. Basically, <laughs> he's like, "Hey, you shouldn't be like just punching people." And he's like, "Oh, do you have a thing for these little boys who both look like they're about forty years old?" By the way, yeah, <laughs> they both look like a different like hairstyle on like a late career like Polly Shore. That's what like they look like. That's a good description. Yeah. The other intro that we see, though, is that there's the makeout spot. There's a couple of, I assume they were teens, but I guess they're college teens instead. And they're like, which seems like, why would you be making out here? You have dorms or housing or something. But hey, um, they want to go drink champagne and make out on a raft in the back of a wood panel <laughs> Jeep like Mike and Debbie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they're on a raft. 
<laughs> I, I'm assuming it's like a portable way to have like a bed, maybe is the way to be like not on the ground ground. But like, do you need a bed? Because the back of the the back of the car is flat. M- maybe it's like I've got champagne instead of beer, and I got a slightly softer surface to make out on. <laughs> Yeah, I have champagne money, but no air mattress money. So we're going to be drinking champagne on this uh, partially deflated raft in the back of my car. <laughs> How would you describe Mike, Brett? Um, He is a goofball, and he, I would say, is definitely not as smart as Debbie. He gave me real, like, young Seinfeld vibes. Mm, yeah. Yeah, he moves his head and hands a lot. He would definitely tell you to watch Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, he seems like the kind of guy who is, um, like, I don't know, like maybe too much fun, but Debbie seems to like him and she's up for anything. Uh, I'm a big Debbie fan, if you haven't noticed. Yeah. Debbie, uh, I would assume he's, uh, not the right kind of guy for her, but she's really into him. And like, how do you describe Debbie? Um, Debbie is like fun, adventurous. Um, she is she's got good instincts. Um, she's pretty smart, definitely. Um, I mean she does make some questionable decisions in the movie, but um most most of them are at Mike's urging. Yeah, and like they're introduced as like our core couple, but it actually breaks beyond that trope later with like other characters. Mm-hmm. But like He's just like such an eighties like dude, just like I'm wearing a sweater and I'm kind of affluent maybe because I have champagne. Who knows? Yeah, I really thought that um Debbie and Mike were gonna get murdered like ASAP. Um, so it was interesting that that didn't happen. Like I assumed that like Mike might also like get let go so Dave could like be more featured to be like, Oh yeah, and, like he looks like the guy who's like she's meant to cheat on with the protagonist. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like the ex-boyfriend who's not quite right for her at the beginning, and it's like, you know, and then he was being, like, really stupid and goofy and, like, putting them both at risk, so I'm like, oh, obviously he's gonna die, so she ends up um, with the young police officer, but that's not what happened. Like you mentioned, though, this scene gets interrupted by the Terenzi brothers, uh, Rich and Paul, uh, not sure who's who, but um, they have their own... Uh, clown themed ice cream truck and they like show up and they're like we'll give you the stick give it a lick want some ice cream <laughs> yeah just like weirdly horny ice cream puns um also trying to sell ice cream at night which seems like a questionable decision in the first place uh, i don't really know who's buying ice cream at night if somebody gave you a microphone and said hey what's the best horny ice cream pun you could make um i just probably something very uncreative about uh like a big cone you can lick a big cone? Okay. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd probably need more time to like make a make a really good list of horny ice cream puns. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is a serious matter. <laughs> Very true, yes. Give it a, s- a scoop, don't poop. That's not right. That's not right. That's, that's not even anything. Hey, you have me beat. Uh... I'd just be like, oh, this ice cream's so thick and creamy. Yeah. <laughs> just like, you know, <laughs> make sure you put toppings. Comparisons implied. <laughs> Comparisons implied, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who likes to like? Who likes to be on top? Because we have chocolate chips that could be on top. 
Ah. <laughs> Here we give you toppings and bottomings. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, but also, I would... That's a bad ice cream place to work up. Yeah, I mean, in, in general, I'm not a big fan of uh, horny food. Um, I was recently up in San Francisco, and uh, I was in the Castro for various things. And um, it is a, a really fun neighborhood, very walkable, lots of stuff to do. But there's also a lot of really horny food chains, and I just, I just don't like that at all. I would not eat. I would not eat there. What would the pun be there? Is it like ah, dicks and sticks, or like what? What is it? Is it just like yeah, basically. Yeah, like basically. It's just like I don't really want to like think of. I don't really want people to be thinking about genitals when they make food that I'm about to eat. I just I just feel like that's mixing two things that don't necessarily need to be mixed, but um but you know what some people are into that. So I'm not saying no one can enjoy that, I'm just saying it's not my thing. And I'm sure people would be equally judgmental of things that are my thing. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like trying to think of like the best name for like a horny restaurant and like I don't know. Um moving on. Uh, then we see a comet come down, but it's not a comet, it's a spaceship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And then Debbie's like, let's go look at it. It's weird, though, because like, she says, let's go look at it, but also she's scared later once they see it. She's like, I don't want to be here. Well, you do it. He's like, well, I'm unhornied now, so I want to go in this like tent that's in the middle of the woods. Yeah. Bad instincts, Mike. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and she's like, ooh, like, I don't know. I don't think we should go there. Um, There's something seems wrong. And he's like, no, like, we should go and then she's like uh and he's like well like what are you gonna stay back there all alone or are you gonna come in with me and she's like no you're right being alone in the woods uh when there's a big creepy thing in front of me sounds worse which is yeah good logic i love how the first time we see the clowns is the shadow going after the dog though oh. so that's a really good like horror yeah that was so that was so good it was so creepy yeah this movie does a really good like job building tension and then, like, the old man is like, I'll tear this place down with my bare hands. He starts punching it and, like, electrocutes himself before he gets killed. And he's like, ah, ow, oof. <laughs> oof, ouch, owie. Yeah. <laughs> he looks so happy to see that clown, though. And I'll be honest, if I saw any of the clowns in this movie, I would not be happy. I'd be like, well, this, something's wrong. I'm going to die. <laughs> I better go. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd take my eyes off those clowns. But, you know what? Maybe clowns were more common back then. Maybe, um like just all people dressed up as clowns used to roam the streets of small towns who knows i mean the small town in the movie does have at least two clown themed businesses yeah big top burger and what's the other one the ice cream truck oh true you're right yeah i i I don't know maybe themed restaurants used to be big here too or something I do kind of wish like themed restaurants were still a thing because it would be fun to be like hey let's go to like the clown restaurant um, although, on the other hand, I have a friend who used to work at Rainforest Cafe, and he said the fake plants on the ceiling were full of rats. So um, let's not take it too far with the themes. I think that, like, an unfortunate side effect of, like, big business and, like, chains is that I was like, oh, it's like, let's have a Taco Bell instead of a clown taco, you know? It's just like, oh, let's have all the change versus, like, local businesses having to, like, actually be different you know yeah or even doing like the fries model where it's like you know fries was fries and it was a chain but each store had like a different theme like there was the air there was like the space alien fries and the airplane fries that was like fun yeah no i love stuff like that in like uh like stores and like restaurants like i would love to like 
go to like restaurants like hey we're themed after the movie any movie really like what movie wouldn't be a good themed restaurant like i guess like the <laughs> a lot of them actually now that i'm thinking like i wouldn't want to be like here's like the mother themed restaurant <laughs> that would be bad oh god yeah i would totally go to like a face-off themed restaurant like i mean there's there's like some good ones there's probably some better ones. Ooh, I would totally go to a midsummer themed restaurant. And a Wicker Man themed restaurant would be easy to do too, because you just have honey and and everything. <laughs> Start punching your waitress. <laughs> Wicker chairs. <Just> sure. <laughs> uh, you only hire uh you only hire um like really or you only hire waitresses who are elderly women or really young and beautiful and they all glare at you and refuse to talk to you the whole time. That's most restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, hmm, what's another restaurant? I would not want to look at. I would not want to eat at like a like bad like pop up like Oscar bait like one. It's like, hey, like here's one about this. I would not want to eat at a slave through a like slave themed restaurant. That's a bad thing. That would be bad. I mean, really, like any of the Oscar bait movies, like a three billboards themed restaurant would also be terrible. <laughs> Today we have three specials. <laughs> um, what Oscar movie could be good? Shape of Water would be a good one. Okay, yeah. Not Get Out, though. No. Xavier, way different vibe. <laughs> you just have uh, tea and you're... Uh... The waiters and waitresses are all boomer-aged white people who ask you how you are with, like, a really weird intensity and then stir your tea for about five minutes before they hand it to you. Here's my Children of Men-themed restaurant where kids eat free. <laughs> Let's see. What about Children of the Corn? That would be fun. There would be, like, oh, like, here's, like, some weird, like, wall light up where, like, it's, like, a, like, neon light, but there's just some eyes and some corn stalks. Yeah, that might keep, that might be a good one. I love um places that have like their um like restaurant with a movie thing where it's like, oh hey, this is like the spy kids chicken nuggets. <laughs> Here's the King Kong mozzarella sticks. <laughs> that was great. Oh, you know where you can find like weird themed restaurants and bars in the United States? Where? Portland. True. Yeah. They have a lot of them. Like I've been to a Baywatch themed bar. Um, where they just play Baywatch episodes on repeat and all their drinks are like tiki drinks. Ooh, okay. Yeah, that was pretty good. I don't know if that place is still open, but um, that was solid. Most syndicated shows would be great. Like, oh, like I would go to like a Walker, Texas, like Ranger place, but this is great. I mean, bad dude, but you know. Yeah, I mean, it would be fun. It'd, it'd kind of be like Westworld, but without the ethical implications. That's half the fun, though. That's true. <laughs> uh, but no. Uh, when Mike and Debbie go into the ship, they just like walk in this tent. They see this tent. No ticket booth. N- no one there. They're like, let's go in here. This seems like a good idea. Uh, this is where they are talking about like the sideshow stuff. And he's like, oh, look. And she's believing and she binges his bird. Just like, well, that's trigger worthy. And I'll make sure to contact that one out in the front. But... <laughs> They just are totally um, having fun, and like Debbie's like, "Oh man, I love all your super ableist jokes. This is great. It's the '80s. We're having so much fun." Yeah, she's like, "Haha! Imagine if someone was intersex. That's hilarious." 
this must be European. It looks like Star Wars in here. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was odd too. He's like, actually it's European clowning. Uh it's it's sparkling it, it's sparkling clowning. <laughs> I do love how they do the thing where like they change scenes by having like a door open basically. It's like, oh, and here's this elevator that can magically change scenes because we have to like not like make these like three or four sets connect and then there's like the big matte painting like blue screen background oh i loved that yeah i loved that i wish movies still did that i mean i know they don't have to anymore but it was cool that they did i think it looks better than when they just make it look seamless yeah i mean a lot of the time but that's also this is the podcast about like live action effects so you know yeah that's true (laughs) yeah they basically end like they end up on like this narrow um sort of like balcony above this giant chasm with like a big sort of weird science style freaky electrical thing and then they end up in this like drying out room for the uh cotton candy and they're like oh it's cotton candy him and debbie's like nobody stores cotton candy like this i wrote that down i thought it was so funny she's like mike it's not cotton candy nobody stores cotton candy like this and it's like <laughs> she shouldn't even need to be yelling that. I think it should be obvious to Mike that no one fucking dries cotton candy by like wrapping it like in a cocoon and hanging it up in a weird storeroom in a UFO. And also, um, it was just very funny to me how like he's just like, Well, this just shows up when it's here, this is normal, right? We're just like in this weird cotton candy, like drying out warehouse and there's all these people. But um most movies like have that moment where they're like oh and we killed the big thing and now all these small things drop off people in the towns all right the movie's like everybody who gets cocooned like loses their skin and blood and is liquefying yeah you know they're not coming back even if they kill all the clowns they save no one well they saved you know maybe other towns themselves yeah themselves and, and hopefully some other towns too and um they get found out these clowns that use this popcorn gun and they make like a like inflatable dog that hunts them down oh that was so good when the when the clowns just like make a balloon dog and the balloon dog uh is like a hound who tracks down the protagonist that was great uh and then the popcorn turns out to be like clown eggs or something yeah i'm not sure what exactly it is if it's like that but like there's a couple scenes of the popcorn later where it's like okay what is the popcorn it's like single cell like amoebas that become clowns after a while they cluster together for the food i don't know yeah it was it was odd it's like clown larvae or something and um randomly it was announced that they're making a killer clown game like two or three weeks ago what yeah it's i think it was at like um the gamescom in like germany but it was just like randomly shown this trailer for killer clowns in outer space it's like well, that's been why is that a thing but like they're are all these games where there's like a lot of can we have two sides like humans and clowns for example that have like unique weapons and this whole movie watched this time i was like man there's so many unique video game weapons in this and like abilities this actually is perfectly made as if it was made to like promote that you know that is true i was also thinking that uh the guy who plays the actor who plays officer mooney um basically has the best video game villain voice yeah he does (laughs) at this point like they're able to escape, but they lead the, like, clowns to town, and then their, like, cool menacing music plays as they all start walking towards town, and that song is so awesome. Like, there's not anything half as menacing as the song of the clowns, like, walking towards town. Yeah. 
like even though you spend like what is just like a weird amount of time watching the clowns slowly walk with their big awkward feet towards town it actually is really engaging because the music uh is so tense and i think like a lot of movies like make a super cool killer monster but sometimes having it be like so awkward and still get there and like that's more unsettling you know yeah i agree it's like they're really determined um and then they go to town and they like build a gazebo and start having a puppet show there (laughs) there's lots of skits like i um like broke down some of them but um so first off um a clown goes to the drugstore and pretends to be an animatronic oh the gorilla was an animatronic yeah the clown was like pretending to be the gorilla and like then that's where they get it and and start messing up this drugstore. This poor old man's just calling the police, and they're like, "Ah, oh, fuck you! I've got, I'm not being pranked." He's like, "Oh no! Oh oh oh!" He's just sort of like is nervously muttering, uh, as the clowns just kind of methodically destroy his store. Yeah, and can you like describe what happens in the gazebo though? Like the dude, the puppet show. Just, I, I was. This is so perplexing to me. Oh, yeah. Um, a guy who, okay, so this probably college-aged guy um, sees the gazebo, climbs up, and sees the puppet show, and he is super hype, really engaged. There is, um, like, a male clown, or sorry, a male clown puppet and a female clown puppet. So the, uh, the male clown um, is aggressively pursuing the female clown um, in a very, very, he's very sexually aggressive, this puppet. Um, and it's like kind of odd because these are like very clearly children's puppets. Like they do not look a human at all. They are very silly. Um, anyway, the, the lady, the lady clown puppet, she gets out her little tiny puppet laser gun and she smokes him, um, uh, which made me wonder why the NRA never runs ads where lady puppets destroy rapist puppets with little laser guns. Cause I just think that should be funny. Some gun advocacy group should do that in the United States. There's plenty here. So. You know, someone take up the mantle, please. Is there a gun advocacy group that likes women? That seems like fantastical compared to killer clowns. Well, there is the John Brown Gun Club, which is probably fine. I don't know, because uh, I don't think there's uh, an active chapter anywhere near where I live. And there is also the SRA, which is probably also fine. I meant um, of the scale or influence of like major ones but yes there are actually like some interesting history of people who you would not consider aligned with something like the nra as far as like gun organizations but yeah like i can think of like a national news well the nra is going to have to pivot at some point because um they're like their base is literally dying out mostly of covid probably (laughs) (laughs) i'm just imagining that like new york times article like heckler and girl boss so you know oh yeah or like uh upworthy when that was around if there's anyone uh who's like a zoomer um who's listening to this you probably have never heard of upworthy and congratulations yeah um (laughs) i like a good pun i also like this dude who's just like this tim and eric character who shows up he's just like has this like super blonde mullet he's just like laughing at this whole puppet show he's just like oh no way It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, show your agency in love. Awesome. Yeah. Oh no, he... I'm being murdered. 
he's like he's like so he's like basically cheering for it as if it is a sports game oh the next thing that happens is the most iconic moment of the movie though which is this sexy lingerie pizza lady is like huh pizza (laughs) with some clowns knocking her door of pizza it's not a horror movie if a sexy woman in lingerie doesn't get horrifically murdered i was definitely surprised there wasn't like more gratuitous like nudity like especially like we get this like shot where um it's shower time for debbie and they like don't even show her belly button she's <laughs> like oh wow that's like odd like she's in, like super flat she, she's in more clothes than she was on her date <laughs> in that shower scene <laughs> that is true yeah well luckily the uh the movie that we're uh talking about in next month's episode thanks killing uh makes up for it with just like gratuitous amounts of nipples and breasts the funny thing is i super don't remember that i would have watched that movie like tomorrow or something and be like huh a lot more gratuitous than i thought uh literally the first scene is a close-up of a nipple yes (laughs) i knew about the uh i would call it the um buxom pilgrim scene yeah well it's i mean she is a buxom pilgrim but it's like the shot starts as a close-up of her nipple which is just a weird place to start a shot um but you know what whoever made that movie is just a boob guy and shows and that's fine yeah no (laughs) i think he was hoping that he would have the cover of having made things killing that people wouldn't notice the other predilections but you know yeah. Nobody will know my other fetish after I made this. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's like sometimes you watch something and you can, like, tell that someone did something kind of weird. Like, uh, I think Tarantino's the classic example. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's just like, hmm, six straight minutes of Margot Robbie's feet. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he likes his blondes with feet. Mm-hmm. And brunettes with feet. But he makes good True. movies, even if you're not into feet. I like my woman like I like my coffee. Feet. <laughs> what? What are you talking about, Tarantino? <laughs> Please get out of this place. Oh, man. Okay. We're so... trying to unionize here, and you keep making <laughs> mobile orders? <laughs> uh, yeah, so she has some bones as she's turned into cotton candy and then we see some more skits like a lady who gets some chocolates from the clown is like oh george is this from you and she gets shot yeah at least she died happy my husband did something nice for me i didn't was expecting this <laughs> that's so nice oh what a what a wonderful gesture <laughs> and then we get a, a skit that is a skit that is surprisingly having like ruthie watch garbage pail kids is just in every 80s movie, I guess, which is a special effects character goes up to a biker gang and fights them. Oh, yeah. That was that was great. Um, did you notice the graffiti on the bar? Oh, uh, no, I didn't. What did it say? Um, there was uh, Ask Rasser Cash, which will also be relevant to the Thanksgiving episode. And then there was No But, No Putt, which I've never heard, and I have no idea what that means. No But, No Putt? Yeah. <laughs> That's the weirdest mini golf thing I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, there was also a doorway to hell, uh, which they started spray painting over the doorway, but then they ran out of room. Uh, I love 80s like 
cool by your game. It's like, oh, we're all hanging out. And there's just, look, here's this totally non-problematic black guy just saying stuff like, damn, huh? Should let him ride your bike. Just like all this, the lines. Yeah, well, this one definitely wasn't as bad as the other ones. Like, they were just like, you can talk in a normal voice. We're not going to make you, like, you know, put on, like, a weird voice to sound, like, more quote-unquote urban or something. He just was normal. It just, like, was weird how, like, there would be a scene coming, like, going on, like a fight scene, and then it would just, like, cut to the guy, and he'd just be like, wow, can you believe that? (laughs) Wow. I cannot dig that. Can you? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Should have let him ride your bike. (laughs) That was dynamite. Did I do that? (laughs) Oh, man. And then uh, Mike and Debbie also go to the police uh, station. Yes. Because Debbie knows a guy, which is Dave, the young cop, who it turns out is also her ex-boyfriend. And she's like, you can't tell me what to do, Um, which is funny because legally he can't. Yes, he can. Also, like, this whole thing of, like, <laughs> he's fighting with, like, the other cop because of, like, rules and, like, it's not that he cares. He's, like, brutalizing people. It's, like, he cares he's following the rules. Then, like, he meets, like, her and just, like, weird to her boyfriend, but also, like, is, like, being called names by the other cop. And he's, like, ah, oh, you think you're going to get away with this? And the scenes with him and, like, Mike start, like, normal. He's, like, belittling him in, like, the back of the car. And then, like, he takes him there and, like, is, like, where's this spaceship huh oh yeah and the spaceship's gone and mike's like it was in that hole and he's like you're telling me this hole had a spaceship in it and mike's like yeah that's what i said (laughs) impractical improbable (laughs) and then they go to the makeout spot um and he's like that's one of the best scenes in the movie though yeah that was really good i love the glasses in the cotton candy in the car Mm -hmm. that was a nice touch and they're just like smashed shit. The inside of the car with the glasses in the cotton candy. That looks like real horror. That was like scary. Yeah. That was really spooky. And it really shakes Dave. And um he is like he immediately comes back and he like he like is still being kind of weird, but he uncuffs Mike. And then a little bit after that he's like, Mike, you know, I'm really sorry. Um you know, this is about me, it's not about you, which is, wow, a policeman apologizing and accepting responsibility for his own actions? Wow. Um, <laughs> but yeah. he, he does that, because it's clearly like seeing all that fucked up, like, cotton candy and, like, people's destroyed um, personal effects really has fucked him up. So now they're working together and this is where we get, like, some of the last skits, and um, the creepiest part of the whole movie has to be the like little girl getting big top burger with her mom and like seeing the clown outside and it's filmed this is like legitimately scary i think (laughs) this clown outside waiting for her yeah he's like smiling and like playing peekaboo with her plays peekaboo back and he beckons her over with his finger and she slowly goes over and she's closer and closer and she's almost about to walk out the door and then her mom's like hey you haven't eaten all your food and like calls her away very close call having the clown have a hammer behind his back was the only thing that kept it from like super duper dark i feel like oh yeah he's like uh he's like grinning and like beckoning her over with his finger and then it it pans to the back and he's got one of those like silly uh looney tunes hammers i guess he's just gonna like hammer her on the head or something i don't know uh but like a really scary scene um 
And there's a clown who's just like has some lights on his feet and is driving in the air and he like makes some guy crash his car. Yeah. Well, that guy got lucky because I don't know about you, but I would definitely rather die in a fiery crash than um, see one of those clowns uh, up at point blank range and killed by them. Yeah. I think um, the most <laughs> disturbing clown thing is going to happen. That's a little. That's a very, very end of the movie. But. Um, here though is where we get like the like popcorn stuff where the popcorns is the eggs for the clown snake babies or whatever they are mm-hmm. and the dumpster in the shower and man debbie barely escapes her incredibly like conservative and like pg shower scene <laughs> yeah like i was surprised the movie had the it of yeah you know the, the, this movie definitely did subvert a few tropes and that was like one of them it's like a, a shower scene but it's like not really sexy it's just like normal and also she survives she's like flannel the whole time she survives she's like this is great oh my shower time but no um and then <laughs> mike and dave see a bus stop full of people get seduced by a clown doing shadow puppets mm-hmm until after he's made a rabbit and elephant, Washington crossing the Potomac, a and a belly dancer. Lady. Oh, yeah, the belly dancer. He makes a T Rex, eats them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love how the clowns just do anything. They're like, who cares what the rules are? They're clowns. They do clown stuff. Yeah, it's like D&D. You can do anything you want if it's funny. And. <laughs> Mike like grabs the wheel to try and hit the clown and then the clown jumps up and he's just like yeah it just went straight off the that's it like that scene doesn't continue I was convinced especially because of like the weird way that the back of the car was cut off from the shot that the clown was going to be clinging to the top of the car and they were about to reveal that but um that didn't happen yeah uh and like <laughs> this leads to like he sees his friends but like there's girls running away from them and they're running after their car. So I wonder if like something happened after they tried to drop off their dates. I don't know, but he tells them about the clowns. He's like, that's okay, guys. My girlfriend has roommates with big boobs to love ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) And man. And you know what? The Terenzi brothers did end up finding some, some big titty. um, I I don't know if I can really call them ladies because they're space aliens. Um, but some some big titty feminine looking clowns. We call them goth girlfriends here. <laughs> big titty clown GF. <laughs> did you play some? Wait, wait. Oh, like you glitched out a little bit. Like, did you say some big titty government looking <laughs> girlfriends or no, no feminine looking, feminine looking clowns? Because that was funny. Government looking. What does that mean? <laughs> That's a rare insult right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's some government-looking ladies over there. I don't know, guys. I mean, you could say that's some like government-looking cheese, or like a can't really think of anything else. You could you a couple years ago you could have been like that's a government-looking website, which would have been a good insult. But now all the government websites uh, have pretty much been updated. They look much better. Uh, but <laughs> this movie though, uh, I feel like we were supposed to really like the Terenzi brothers a lot, and. Maybe that didn't, like, fire for me, but, you know. Uh, yeah, I didn't like them either. I thought they were very annoying. They're, like, okay, but, like, they're they're just, like, weird. I mean, they're, they're just, like, twins who are like, oh, you're stupid. No, you're stupid. Oh. Um, but they do find the only ball pit more dangerous than the one at this year's TwitchCon, and somehow they survive it. Yes. 
to skip to the end of the movie, like they like fall down this ball fit like other spaceship, and then there's like just two clouds with like their like breaths inflating. <laughs> Oh, I'm pretty sure there's a subreddit for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, yeah, that's one of those things that I will say, as somebody who likes to use the internet, sometimes you just, that, that's one of those fetishes I feel like I see a lot. Like, not a lot, but like, I've definitely been like, do, 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 what's going on with this? Oh, that's just a, that's somebody's fetish, huh? You know, just like in fan art or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> it was just me. Yeah, it's like you're looking at something different than someone, like, some. I, I don't even know how, like, this happens, but it's like you'll be looking at something completely unrelated on the internet, and then you'll see, like, weird fetish art where it's like, oh, no, my boobs are getting so big, oh, no, now they're covering my face, and it's like, I don't understand, like, <laughs> the appeal of this, but I guess good for, uh, good for whoever's into it, and good for whoever is making money drawing these commissions. Yeah, I just <laughs> think it's, like, very funny whenever you're like, oh, no. It's also funny when, like, you Google something and they're like, wait, like, when I was trying to find the drummer from Hole, I shouldn't have Googled Redhead Hole. <laughs> yeah, that one definitely <laughs> has a predictable result. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, before the final showdown, um, we do get to see the amusement park, which is pretty spooky. Um, we also find out that they live on the coast. Um, there's, like, a very beautiful establishing shot. Yes. Yeah, that was gorgeous. We saw Mooney, I think, like, meet a clown and, like, tries to handcuff it, but the hands come off, and the clown, like, makes him its puppet, and then, like, Dave has to fight, like, the clown and figures out how to kill him. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, the clown is, um, yeah, Mooney's like, oh, like, that does it, Buster. Like, you and your fake hands, like, I'm gonna put you in this jail cell with the two goth boyfriends. Um, I mean, they're not actually gay in the movie, um, at least like that we know of but um i just feel like that's a good identifier uh, <laughs> you, you just started the like longest thread in the history of this forum are the two goth boys gay and killer gods are face <laughs> i just feel like if they were gay or if they were suspected of being gay then mooney would have said something really homophobic and he didn't true so i mean i just think like he's such a piece of shit it would have come up but um anyway he's like oh like that does it buster you're going in this jail cell uh, and he shoves the clown in there with the guys, and the clown has a very cool new weapon, which is um, a party popper that is actually um, an arm that can strangle people to death. Yes. That was just like a Beetlejuice-like moment. That was just like that, you know? Oh, it was! Yeah, definitely. And um, one thing to note, actually, um, so Mike in the movie, his his full name is Mike Tobacco. Yeah, I noticed that when the credits rolled weird yeah that's a fun name yeah oh, i was gonna say the last name never comes up then you can pick the silliest last name you want that's a bad last name to marry into if like you're like debbie because debbie tobacco sounds <laughs> like you're getting made fun of yeah or like you know what actually could be uh a little fun but maybe you wouldn't want to do it is if you're a doctor and then you marry someone whose last name is tobacco and then you could be like you change your name to dr tobacco this would be very ironic oh I'm Dr. Tobacco Knee Fentanyl. I changed my last name to be a little bit more acceptable in my profession. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm Dr. Methamphetamine, and it is nice to meet you. Are you here for your sleep study? Yes, I'm Dr. Method-1. Yes, I'm here to help you. Just... 
Let's see. Oh, yeah, there's an excellent fight scene. The Terenzi brothers disappear into their uh, uh, ball pit with the big titty clowns, and I thought that that was going to be it for them, but I guess the clowns just wanted to smooch them all over and let them go. We find out later. We just really needed to fuck. We're spaced all the time. We just really needed to fuck, guys. Please. Please. <laughs> clowns be fucking in. If you could find... Hey, like I always say, if there's somebody that wants to fuck in a clown costume, there's somebody who wants to fuck in a big titty clown costume. You know? Kid Future said that. Yeah. If but... you, you know, if you ever uh, were curious about uh, inflatable breast clown sex, um, probably the makers of this movie were too. So, have fun. You're making the best YouTube videos. Inflatable breasts, clown sex, hood, prank. <laughs> just, you know, just getting all out there. Gone, gone wild. Um, what were the other? Not safe for work, that kind of stuff. Or like, oh, like stepsister clowns with inflatable breasts yeah oh no her inflatable breast got stuck in the ball pit <laughs> i saw a um so i have people sending me like porn thumbnails now to be like isn't this like a funny name and one person just sent me one that was like two hentai ladies like hanging out and i was like okay cool and what's this about it's like welcome to milf denny's and i was like this is great thank you for this <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Like, I don't know the story there, but I kind of feel like it's better in my head than if I, like, watched this video, took notes, and I was like, okay, so it's like a, like, MILF run Denny's or a Denny's for MILFs. I don't know. If any porn producers are listening uh, and you want to make more cor uh, corporation-themed porns, um, I have some old aprons from various uh, jobs that are branded. So, you know, if you want to have... Oh, I was going to say Starbucks-themed porn, but that actually gives me a great idea, which is you have st uh, a Starbucks manager fucking over a union organizer. That's got to be a thing, right? It should be. Anyway, I have a Starbucks apron, so if it's not a thing, uh, and if someone's listening and they want to make it a thing, uh, let me know. I'm sure there's got to be like some real big OnlyFans lawsuit about that right now. You mm. know? Just like, hey, that has our branding on it. Like, You can't have that like one shade of greed you know yeah i mean i just like i don't know if start like seems like starbucks should have enough legal problems but if they want to claim some new ones uh they can go ahead uh and if anyone wants me to mail them a starbucks apron so they can um embarrass the starbucks pr team and make their job slightly harder um i will mail you mine <laughs> years ago american airlines had this hashtag where they would retweet whatever anybody posted with the <gasps> hashtag no and um there was this woman who uh, took one of their model planes and uh, put it inside of herself and then just said, hey, hashtag airline fun or whatever. I think I remember that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Clearly, whoever um, thought of that idea has not spent a lot of time on the Internet. No. Um, I think companies should do their best on the internet because that's how we get like SpaghettiOs remembers Pearl Harbor, like, <laughs> all-time so classic. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so the one thing that happens in the movie is that there's a big cloud dinosaur that shows up, and they have to fight it. Oh yeah! Can I, they survive? Yeah, he's like he kind of looks like the clown on top of the ice cream truck, except much uglier and scarier. 
Um, but his nose is so fragile. Like, Officer Dave barely taps it with his badge. Yeah, and when he dies, everybody dies. The whole ship dies. That seems like a bad idea. <laughs> Don't bring that guy out then. Yeah, well, maybe it was like a last-ditch effort. Like, you know, either... Uh, it's like maybe he'll die without all of his crew, so he either... Uh, so he has to take the chance to try and save some of his crew members, even if it means potentially uh, killing all of the clowns. Oh, so like it was like a challenge. Like it's like, oh, like JoJo's challenging for dominancy. Let's put it all on the line versus this new. Oh no, the other clown hive one. We almost die, kind of thing. Yeah, I think so. That's my theory. Um, you know, That's anyone who's uh, majoring in clown studies or something, you know, let me know what you think. And, hey, not about Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I'm yeah, never, never going to watch that as a fight now. <laughs> um, that new series is very interesting because it's, like, set before stuff people know happened. So it's, like, got this, like, fun, like, Star Wars prequel, like, tragedy to it. But, uh, yeah. Okay, maybe I'd, maybe I'd do that. Yeah, that'd be funny if you like watch the like prequel series on Amazon Prime. <laughs> that would get a lot of people mad. Yeah, and then if anyone ever was like, uh, if anyone ever tried talking about Lord of the Rings, if I just loudly was like, um, spoilers. <laughs> spoilers? <laughs> I'm only in the second age of men. <laughs> Come on. Um, that hasn't even happened yet, so I don't know what you're talking about. Galadriel Hoopst. I don't know if you even know. About this, yeah, just that'd be great. Uh, uh, you should watch uh, the new Game of Thrones show actually, because that is just way better than like the last five or six seasons of the Herschel show was so far. Yeah, I'm sort of like partly watching it, like it's in the background. I should actually like watch it for real though. That is a recommendation, but there's two more things in this movie that is, one, they all survive and the clowns are dead, and the cops show up and they see that they weren't lying. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah, and then the Terenzi brothers survive, which seems uh, superfluous, but okay. Yeah, because there was a clown car, which was like a great gag earlier, where like the clowns all came out of the car on the boardwalk and pied the guard. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. We forgot to mention the security guard who delivered the hell out of his lines, by the way. He had two lines. <laughs> yes. Uh, and he put all of his heart into both, both of them. And like the movie ends like both like um mike and dave like patting debbie and then they're like patting each other it's like oh do they just become like a thruple yeah it kind of seems that way bonded by clouds it's like there was some tension kind of like earlier but it seems like at the end they're just like oh i love you both equally because we both risked our or we all all of us risked our lives for this i think that's very funny of like that's the end of the movie we're like oh yeah and we became a thruple and here's our friends that had sex with clouds and we stopped talking to them because that's a weird thing to do. We ha I had our lives on the line. Oh, uh, uh, sorry. Is it weird to have sex with a clown? <laughs> well, they call me weird because I had sex with your mother. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Feeling very judged as someone who had sex with a clown. <laughs> That's like saying like you had sex with a superhero when you just like met a guy named Peter. Like like you didn't know that you didn't know his secret identity, right? Oh no, I mean I knew. I just never saw him in the clown makeup. That's so much self control though, to not look that up. I, I remember reading a cracked article like a million years ago, um, by this woman who was like, I do clown erotic videos and I make so much money that way and like good for her. 
Um, and props to her audience for paying for her content. Um, but you know, I I just I'm good. Don't don't care for that. I I would much rather find out somebody that I uh knew was doing like weird fetish stuff. Not weird, but like doing fetish porn than like actual porn. Like, that's like a cool craft you've learned, you know? Like after you made all those like sh- um bari knots, you can like come boating with me. This is great. Oh yeah. Or Thanks for letting climbing. me know. Yeah. I mean, I think it's cool. It's like, you know, anyone who's really into clown stuff is probably like pretty good at makeup and painting and stuff like that. Um, and I think it's also just like, like meeting someone who does like a very niche type of porn is much more interesting than meeting someone who doesn't. Yeah. Honestly, like, um, people's fetishes are like their religion to me where I was like, oh man, I'm so glad that you believe in something. (laughs) I wish I believed more. Yeah, well, it's also, like, yeah, exactly. But it's also, like, uh, what keeps, like, the artist ecosystem going. Like, um, you know, people with, like, digital artists, like, probably don't have a viable business model without pandering people who have really niche fetishes. So, you know, I'm glad that there's tons yeah, of no. people with really niche fetishes. I feel like people that have, like, a niche fetish are a lot more polite about uh, the world as it regards to them sexually than people who don't, you know? I bet the comment section to like a fetish porn and like a normal porn are night and day. Like one's like real polite, one's real not. Oh, because they're just like grateful that someone made something that's to their taste. Probably. Yeah. Just like, oh, wow. This is so accurate to (laughs) the circus. I don't know. They're just like, thank God, this is exactly what I wanted. God bless you. (laughs) God bless you, Honky the porn star. Or whatever clown porn star would go by. I'm, I'm like tempted to Google Honky the porn star to see if anyone's going by that, but I'm going to open up a private window for that. Uh, but no, um, that's Killer Cross Roger Space, by the way. Like, I don't know about you, but I just watched like a very bizarre movie about clowns and uh, inventive ways that they murder humans when they're space aliens. So that was great. I just enjoyed that. And I think that um, this is a perfect movie for the Halloween season because it's like. It's kind of scary, but it's just, like, fun. It has, like, that vibe of, like, the, like, spooky camp, I think, that, like, a lot of people are actually looking for. Most people don't want to watch, like, a super dark movie for Halloween most of the time. They want to, like, have, like, the campier side. This is, like, perfect for that. Yeah, like, you can't have a party and invite over your friends and watch Hereditary, but you could have a party and invite all your friends and watch this movie, and you could have, uh, you could all dress up like clowns, which would be fun. In a room full of clowns, find out who has the fetish. Yeah, just uh, find out which of your friends seems way too excited for the party you're planning. Unless it's you. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Wait, you can't just throw a clown fetish onto somebody like if you're in a room full of assholes and there's no assholes. You're the ass- no, that's not how that works. If you're in a room full of people and somebody doesn't have a clown fetish, you have a clown fetish. <laughs> yeah, statistically, probably not. <laughs> no. Nine out of ten dentists have a clown fetish. What are you talking about, Brett? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, I'm not a dentist, so that doesn't apply to me. <laughs> Choosy clowns choose GIF? I'm not sure about that one, Brett. <laughs> but no. Uh... <laughs> As we uh, end this show, though, uh, we got a, a, a couple questions. And um... first up, who were your top three favorite characters in the movie, Brett? Mm. Okay, let me see. I wrote this down. Um... 
Oh, Debbie, number one. Big fan of Debbie. Uh, number two, the security guard at the amusement park. Uh, number three, Officer Dave. I would probably agree that uh, number three is Officer Dave. Just a pretty solid dude. Uh, just He's good at the protagonist, thing, even though he's kind of not in the movie very much. He gets very little seeds and like character moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Debbie a lot, but my favorite has to be the little clown that uh, keeps getting into trouble and having these uh, like fun little like emotive moments. Oh yeah, those are, that was really cute. Actually, that was a, a funny part of the movie. And uh, what parts of the uh, Tokusatsu here were the most fun for you? Did you like the most? Ooh, um, there was that like neat part at the end where the entire um, tent lifts up and it's like hanging in the sky before it explodes. But I think my very favorite one was the painting of the freaky electric, freaky electrical um, thing in the chasm in the tent. That was awesome. A they like shout out to how they end the movie by having them get like pied, but um the pie effect on the guard where he just becomes a puddle of like flesh and pie. Yeah, I was a little that was pretty good. That one confused me a little bit because it's like it lands on them and they're just like, oh haha, we got pied, and it's like, isn't that full of like flesh melting stuff? I think they got better. Okay. <laughs> they're just built different. Okay, good. R.I.P. to the security guard, but they're different. P.I.E. to the security guard, but I'm different. <laughs> then uh, the final question, Brett. Uh, what is your, your favorite outfit from the movie? Mm. Not actually a lot of great fashion besides those like two boys, though, huh? Yeah, not really. I mean, uh, Mike's sweater looked cozy. Um, I liked Debbie's like sweatsuit in the shower scene. Um... <laughs> I've never seen a character in in any showers, you'd be more covered than her. It was very funny to me. <laughs> yeah, well, it was a nice, uh, it was a nice subversion. Because um, normally it's like, hmm, like close up of legs. Oh, now there's something spooky and the water is red. Uh oh, she died. Uh, which is just like, it's just like fun in its own way. But it was interesting to see something different. Even peachy movies were like, oh, here's like, like here's this lady's back, and isn't this kind of sensual? And it was like, no, nah, here's some flannel. Yeah, I guess um, other than all the violence, this could have, like, nudity-wise, this really could have been PG, right? Yeah. Um, I guess my favorite outfit was, why was that lady just hanging out with, like, her, like, cat suit that's, like, a sheer, like, white cat suit? Yeah, that was funny. (laughs) When she got pizza? Well, maybe, well, she wasn't expecting the pizza. She seemed kind of confused by the pizza. So maybe she was expecting someone to come over who was not bringing pizza. Oh, okay. I see. She was like, ah. Yeah. And also. I'm waiting for her. Yeah. But also, even though she was wearing lingerie, it was, she was very covered as well. Yeah. According to movies, that was the 80s. Like, you just, like, saw ladies in the neighborhood that owned homes with weird art up just lounging in lingerie. And personally, for a 2024, I'd like to see that come back. That's my campaign, I think. Just every town will have a lady who just lingeries all day with art. Well, you have to be able to um, make housing affordable to young ladies who are very attractive. (laughs) I think you should just, like, give people a 30% discount on their their house to sale price if they're hot. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) that's a good clip. (laughs) <laughs> the good thing about housing for all is that you can just have people that don't need to 
work and they can just be sexy all day. How's that sound, politicians? And then like you can go trick or treat or else. That's or something else. Not or else. That sounds way more different than I meant it to. Yeah, I was wondering what you were threatening. <laughs> go trick or treating or else. <laughs> yeah, it would I mean maybe that's the proposal. Medicare for all, because then we can be hot. Yeah. Nubile for you old politicians before we kill you. Wait, what? Nothing. <laughs> kind of there, but yeah. Um, no. Uh, that's going to start space. Uh, a good movie for a good time, and I'm excited for uh, next time when we, not next time for a listener, but for me and Brett, we're talking about uh, Thanksgiving, which is a movie I think that pairs well with this. I've had to say. Yeah, it's it's another sort of like holiday themed movie ish. Um, I will say, Thanksgiving does not have a baller theme song, um, but other than that, it's pretty pretty good. He'll send you to your gravy, Thanksgiving. <laughs> He'll make your body jerky when he's stabbing you with knives. Oh, do do do, mashed potatoes with the chives, Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I think that it is time, though, to let people know, though, Brett, uh, where they find you and uh, you're not talking about uh, many things here, but um, about uh, Killer Cosmo Outer Space, which maybe nowhere, actually, in your soul now. <laughs> I can never forget it. Um, well, I do have a Twitter, and you can follow me there, and it is B-R-U-T. Yes, it is. Okay, B-R-U-T. <laughs> B L O C K. That is brute. B R U T. Block. You can uh, find me and the show actually. If you want to look uh, on Twitter.com at James Forge, find me. There is uh, then for the podcast. There's Comrade with me on social media. There's Comrade.com for episodes and articles. Uh, there's slash merch for links up to our merch with all proceeds going at this point uh, to uh, Trans Lifeline. There's Comrade.com slash episodes for links up to different platforms to rate and review on Apple uh, Podcasts and Spotify. And please send in questions. Um, you'll have a couple days uh, before we record when this comes out, if you're listening just as it comes out, um, as we're choosing for the Book Club podcast, what series to look at over the course of two or three months next there. And so I uh, already have some uh, fun options there. But yeah, um, we had a lot to say. Only some of it about this movie, Brett, but did we learn anything? Um. We learned that if you see a circus tent in the woods where there's no electricity or generators, but it's fully lit, um, don't go near it. Now, weird, because I learned if it's fully lit, go near it if it's down to clown. Mm, okay, I guess you're just down to clown and I'm down to frown. Sometimes you got to follow that red nose of yours and just. <laughs> okay, now I know who's uh... the bike in this situation. Ah, yes. It has a red nose. It must be here to party. Is Rudolph enough of a clown for people? Um, I don't think Rudolph is a clown because he takes himself seriously. One day, Rudolph went to the doctor to say, hey, doctor, I'm depressed. He's like, oh, have you seen Rudolph the red nose? Oh, shit. I'm sorry, son. <laughs> so sorry. Uh. But, but doc doctor. Doctor. <laughs> Oh, Howdy doody, Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> my uh my old cat was very tolerant about having uh like clothes put on him, so I had this little like uh this like silly like 
fun looking flower collar that I used to put around him, and um, it went around his neck because that was too small. I just called him Pagliacci. That's a good name for a cat, too, actually. Like, oh, here's my cat Pagliacci. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess if anyone's looking for cat name inspiration, there you go. 